You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today the topic of our podcast is how to be a warrior. When we go through great challenges in life, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, we need to activate the warrior within in order to find our way through. But what does it mean to really be the warrior? A warrior is typically someone who fights, who goes to war for a cause, And that war is typically a physical fight, most often to the death. What we're talking about here is the spiritual warrior. The fight is truly with the demons that are within us. And not any person or thing outside of ourselves. Now, when coming out of abusive relationships and situations, it may very well seem that we're fighting people outside of ourselves. We may even find ourselves fighting for a cause in our lives, which also seems to be outside of ourselves. Still, the real battle is within. Even when we fight for a cause, we're pulling from our inner strength and determination. We're standing for what we believe in, even if we're standing with or for others. A true warrior learns how to access their inner strength, their inner determination, and also accesses something greater than themselves, a higher power. In the 12-step program, we turn our lives over to a higher power, recognizing that we, in and of ourselves, can't fight the battle. We need to recognize that there's a power greater than ourselves that will restore us to sanity and help us to fight the good fight. So the true warrior is one who learns how to call upon that higher power. And even if we're not religious, we can still call upon a higher power. Many people in the 12-step program are not religious and don't even have a spiritual foundation, but they still find within themselves a higher power. We simply need to be careful not to make any person or organization our higher power. I've had people contact me who were upset with me because of my reference to God or spirit and that I use spiritual terminology, but this is really who I am. I'm not going to conform myself to someone else's ideas of who I should be. People who can't relate to my work are free to go elsewhere, and I'm sure that they do. But I'm a spiritual warrior, and I work with spiritual ideas and principles as well as with a higher power. The first thing we need to recognize when we step into our warrior is that no person or organization outside of ourselves has power over us. So many of us come out of narcissistically abusive relationships feel that the narcissist is the powerful one who has taken our power and won the war. But this is so far from the truth. The narcissist is like the Wizard of Oz. He or she has a really big presence and seems to have all this power and influence. 
sometimes, but really it's all smoke and mirrors. When the curtain's pulled back by a little dog named Toto, the great Oz is exposed as a frightened little man who was attempting to con the masses into believing that he was all powerful. So the first part of being a spiritual warrior is to learn to see through the illusion. Those who try and present themselves as all powerful are typically trying to compensate for deep feelings of powerlessness. People who try to get others to believe ideas about you that are not true are trying to make you look small in order to boost themselves up and make themselves look big. It's all smoke and mirrors. Illusions are not real. They're prone to crumble, and behind those illusions lie the truth. The truth will set us free, but we have to get over the shock first. We may be shocked when that curtain is pulled back, and we see the truth. The thing we feared was really quite small. It wasn't what we thought it was. It wasn't as it appeared to be. There's a certain psychological warfare to being a spiritual warrior. Much of the fight is to dispel the illusions and get to the truth. It is to see the thing that we have assigned power to as small and insignificant. I had a client a long time ago that feared her boss who seemed really powerful. Every time she'd go to work, she felt small and intimidated by this person. So we did a hypnosis session where I had her imagine her boss as really, really small and imagine herself expanded 10 feet tall and really anchor in that feeling of how she felt being this expanded person with this really small person. And when she worked, went to work the next day, she felt completely different. She did feel that she was in her expanded self and she did feel that he was small. So she no longer felt intimidated by him. People who are bullies try to make themselves look big and intimidating because they feel small and insignificant on the inside. They blow themselves up through bullying others. Even those who gossip and talk about others negatively try to make themselves look bigger by making others look smaller. Ironically, narcissists are known to have an overinflated ego, which suggests that they inflate their own sense of value in order to make themselves look more important than they really are. And once again, I remind you, it's all smoke and mirrors. To be a true spiritual warrior, you need to see through the illusion and get to the truth. Use your own spiritual power to expand your energy field in such a way that you feel bigger and stronger yourself. And you don't allow the projected illusions of others to make you feel small. The inner work is to stay big, to stay in that expanded state. We inflate ourselves by expanding our energy. Everybody has an energy field around them. In fact, that which makes you you, the life force within you, is energy. We are all energy. So the dance we do with others is an energetic dance. A spiritual warrior learns how to work with energy. 
we recognize that we are energetic beings and we can expand and contract our own energy. When we're with people who are abusive, narcissistic, and intimidating, it's all about energy. These people who take your energy are energy vampires. They use their abusive, manipulative, and intimidating tactics to take your precious life force energy from you. The more they take of your energy, the smaller you feel. As a spiritual warrior, it's important to learn to recognize this energy vampirism in others and learn how to protect and defend your own energy. You can take back your energy psychically, meaning you don't have to be around that person to take back what belongs to you. You simply imagine and visualize the energy that they've taken as coming back to you. Just see it in your mind's eye coming back to you. You can visualize your own energy field inflating and expanding while their energy field becomes smaller and more contracted. Try not to feel guilty as many empaths and codependents do. Your energy is your birthright and nobody else has the right to it. Bullies, narcissists, and intimidators feel small to begin with and inflate themselves by taking energy from others. So when you take back your energy, they return to their small deflated self. But don't worry, they'll find another source of energy to vampire. When in spiritual warfare, you may need to engage in daily spiritual practices, such as visualizing your energy returning to you and your energy field expanding and arm's length in all directions. It's important to learn how to energetically protect yourself by also imagining a force field of light around your energy field. Light is the great protector. Darkness fears the light. The more light you have around you, although it may be attracted to the darkness, also threatens it because the light will expose the darkness for what it is. The darkness only has power if it stays hidden. If you bring a candle into a dark room, you begin to see what is there. So be the light. Keep your energy field illuminated. Dark magicians know how to take your light, your energy, your power through their smoke and mirrors magic. They know how to take your energy and make you feel small so that you forget that you're the light. The more small and in insignificant you feel, the more powerful they feel. You contract and they expand. They have the power. This is why it's so important to hold your light, keep it strong, Keep visualizing your light expanding and become brighter and bigger. See yourself with a big aura of light around you. Why do you think narcissists leave? You've exposed their weaknesses and they can't control and manipulate you anymore. So they move on to someone who still sees them as big and powerful. That's all there is to it. They need to be seen in a certain light and if you see them for who they are, and what they are. They need to not only leave, but attempt to discredit you so that others continue to see them as big and powerful. They let everyone know they left you because of some major issue or flaw within you, even if you're, you're the one that left them. 
They use their stories as a source of gaining energy and power from others. As spiritual warriors, we can't allow the false stories of others to have any power in our lives. If someone is out there spreading lies about you, recognize these as lies and know that their lies have no true power. Smoke and mirrors. Even if you feel that people are falling for their lies and believing their stories, it's still a lie. Lies are exposed by the light, so continue to work on expanding your own light. I was told by my inner spirit guide that if I continue to walk tall and proud and shine my light, all the lies that have been told about me would disintegrate and people would see the truth of who I am. Be the bright light that you are and the darkness around you will be exposed. Once again, as a spiritual warrior, the battle is really to conquer your own inner demons, which is the parts of you that believe the lies, that feel small and insignificant, that feel unworthy of love. You are conquering all the forces in your life that have resulted in your feeling this way. It was never the truth. This is the great lie. The great lie is that you are unworthy of love. The great lie is that you have no power. So part of the journey of the spiritual warrior is to dispel the illusions of powerlessness. Dispel the illusion that you are not worthy of love. Of course you are. Love is not something that you need to be found worthy of. You were born worthy. You were born of love. You don't have to earn it or prove yourself worthy of it. You are worthy just because you are you. Now you might ask, what about the narcissist and energy vampires of the world? Are they worthy of love? Well, yes, they are. They are also born worthy. But like you, they had their worthiness challenged by the circumstances of their lives and they developed coping mechanisms to deal with it. If they also truly believed that they were worthy of love, they would no longer be a narcissist or an energy vampire. Truly. They've become such a thing because they have a deep unconscious belief that the only way they can feel powerful is to disempower others. The only way they can be seen as good is to make others bad. But if they really deep down believed they were worthy of love, they wouldn't need to resort to such tactics. Because when we really believe that we're worthy of love, we begin to really feel that love within our own hearts, and we naturally extend that love to others. We become truly loving beings. It is the deep unconscious belief in our own unworthiness that causes us to develop coping mechanisms such as narcissism and codependency. I was recently listening to a program by Adi Ashanti where he said that feelings of worthlessness affect every being in the Western world. There's some kind of core shame that we all inherit that results in our feelings of unworthiness. We all have these feelings to some extent and we all have our methods of coping with these feelings. Finding ourselves worthy of love is the great battle of the spiritual warrior. Once you find yourself truly worthy of love, 
there is no longer a battle with others because we no longer give others the power to find us unworthy. We know our worth. We don't have to fight for it. If someone mistreats us, we know it's about them, not us. Finding ourselves worthy of love is the great battle of the spiritual warrior. Once you find yourselves truly worthy of love, there's no longer a battle with others because we no longer give others the power to find us unworthy. We know our worth. We don't have to fight for it. If someone mistreats us, we know it's about them, not us. It's about their feelings of unworthiness that they are attempting to project onto us. As long as we continue to feel that we're inherently unworthy of love, we will also be deeply affected by those who project their own feelings of unworthiness upon us. Our enemies are those who have the power to make us feel unworthy. As we truly remember who we are and find ourselves worthy of love, the enemy disappears. He or she no longer has power in our lives. Their projections no longer have any place to stick with us. As a result, the so-called enemy is left alone with his or her feelings of unworthiness and don't want to be around us because we reflect this to them, simply by being the light. By being the light, we expose what lies hidden in the dark subconscious of others. Many true spiritual warriors walk a bit of a lonely path because people can't stand their own reflections when with a light bearer. Others will magnetize to them because they like to be in the light and the strong vibration of love emanating from them. But remember how others feel in the presence of a light warrior has everything to do with what is in the consciousness of the other and has nothing to do with the light warrior. Codependents in the 12-step program learn that what's going on inside of others is about the other. It's not about the codependent, and this is big. We learn early in life that when a parent is angry at us or angry in general, it's our fault and love is withdrawn. So we equate that lack of love and acceptance that we're receiving from that parent with some flaw within ourselves. So when we grow up, we're still interpreting the moods and neglect of others in a personal way. We take it personally and believe the way they are treating us has to do with something we did wrong. So we may get all up in our heads wondering what we did wrong rather than just reaching out and asking the other what's going on. We may interpret a lack of response to a message to mean that we did something wrong or interpret a certain look or behavior as evidence that we're somehow at fault. Narcissists love it when we take their behavior personally because they can prey upon our self-blame and constantly project their stuff onto us. In recovery, we learn that we are responsible for our own feelings of guilt and shame, and we don't take others personally. We learn not to be so hyper-focused on the actions and reactions of others and instead tune into our own feelings and needs. It's big work to change the patterns, but the good news is that the patterns can be changed. 
As a scapegoat in life, I've had entire groups of people turn against me and scapegoat me. So I had a lot to overcome. When an entire group finds you unworthy, it's really easy to conclude that you are bad, flawed, and unworthy of love and acceptance. And as I got older, I came to understand mob mentality. One or two people can encourage an entire mob of people to scapegoat another. And this is where the term scapegoat came from. It's a term born from an ancient tradition where the entire community cast its burden of shame, guilt, and sin upon an innocent goat and then sends the goat out into the wild to die. It temporarily relieves the burdens of the scapegoater as they can blame the goat for everything that they're feeling, thereby shedding their responsibility for their own feelings of unworthiness. This is what happened during the Inquisition and the Holocaust. It even is happening now as people who have received this experimental inoculation are being encouraged to shun those who have chosen not to. There's a lot of pain and trauma in the world, and the world needs a scapegoat to dump onto. The scapegoat in this case are those who are fighting for their freedom and their right to choose. Becoming the spiritual warrior is important now more than ever, regardless of which side of the argument that you're on, because the true enemy is not standing on either side of the argument. Once again, it's about worthiness. When we have a deep, unconscious feeling of unworthiness and we're not aware of it, we find a need to find others unworthy in order to boost ourselves to a higher standing. When beliefs cause us to split off from each other, we tend to see our side as superior and the other side as inferior. This powers us to turn a blind eye to how members of the other side of the argument are being treated. We can even be encouraged to throw stones at those who are being persecuted, just as the community loads the goat up with their burdens and cast him out to die. Our world is truly in peril right now, and we need to wake up to the deeper truth, become the spiritual warrior, and stand up against the injustice that's happening on a global level, spearheaded by sociopathic entities who want to have complete control over the people. And once again, it doesn't matter which side of the argument you are on with things like the inoculation. If you took it, you did it because you believed it was the right thing to do. Or you felt forced into it. If you didn't take it, you did it because you believed it was the right thing to do or that you were afraid to. Nobody here is bad or wrong or superior or inferior. It's the people who are trying to use this to get us fighting with each other who are the real problem. Our power is in our unity. It is in coming together to stand in our power and not allow ourselves to be controlled or manipulated by the controlling sociopathic forces who are trying to further their own agenda by getting the masses to submit to their plan. I know some people listening will probably be upset with me for talking about this because the idea of a global agenda falls into what many are calling a conspiracy theory. 
I don't think we have to look so far to see that something major is going on in our world right now. When we train to be spiritual warriors, we learn to stand in our power, our strength, and our truth. We're not afraid to be scapegoated because we no longer agree to be the scapegoat. We no longer give others the power to make us feel less than because we know that we're worthy. We no longer play the game of superiority versus inferiority because we realize that we're all equal in the eyes of God. We learn how to expand our light, walk in our truth, and help to light up this world one light at a time. Imagine in your mind's eye what that would look like if we all could turn on our lights and allow them to shine brightly and all the bright lights of the world linked up and illuminated the darkness that is threatening the world right now. Imagine. Remember, the evils of the world can only operate in darkness, in an illusion, under a shroud. As we light up the world by being our bright, loving, strong selves, the illusion will be exposed. The curtain will be pulled back and our world will be transformed into something really beautiful. We have the power. We have the power. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like information on my work with narcissistic abuse, or if you'd like help and support healing your feelings of unworthiness, please go to NarcissismFree.com. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next podcast.